When life bumps up against you, you have the choice to pucker up and put on a sour face or mix it up with ingredients like resilience, persistence, and grace into the delectable concoction only you can serve. We are Greer McVeigh and Whitney Wiley, speakers, authors, and entrepreneurs. We're also sisters, and since we were children, we've made a habit of turning challenges into the lessons and launch paths of our lives. Each week, we'll discuss the recipes that will turn your biggest challenges into the building blocks of the successful and fulfilling life of your dreams. On occasion, we'll include experts and thought leaders who'll join the party and you're always invited to. Join us as we share the sweet highs and sour lows and every drop of life in between. Along with our guests, we help you shake and stir your own lemons into lemon drops. Welcome to the Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops podcast. Hi, and welcome to the premiere episode of Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops. We are so excited to have you with us. I'm Whitney Wiley, and I am with my co-host and youngest sister, Greer McVeigh. What's up, G? Hey, Greer in the house. What's up, everybody? You've got a hashtag, actually, right? Well, I do have a hashtag. I've got a couple of hashtags. Greer on the go, hashtag Greer on the go, and the Greer effect. You know, sometimes when I'm out doing what I do, People just gravitate toward me. They want to be a part of whatever I got going on. So hopefully, well, well now you've got a new something, right? Hopefully, <laughs> this will people will gravitate toward life lemons, lemon drops, and and come right along with us for the ride. Absolutely, this is uh, an honor and a privilege to do this with you. We have been talking about doing various entrepreneurial things together for decades. <laughs> oh my gosh. If only they had like social media back in the eighties, we would be, you know, we'd be, we'd be over it by now. We'd be kicking back on a beach, drinking lemonades and lemon drops and everything else. While some cool cabana boys with palm fronds just fanned us uh, in the in the Caribbean Sea somewhere. I mean, how many times have we talked about we were the Williams sisters before they were the Williams sisters, the Kardashians yes. before the Kardashians, right? All these things and but never pulling the trigger, right? Just Yeah. My middle name, my name is Greer McVeigh. My middle name is Procrastination. So Greer Procrastination McVeigh and her sister Whitney, uh, let's do it tomorrow, <laughs> McVeigh Wiley. And, uh, but today is the day, you know, maybe it wasn't meant to be then. But we were playing tennis, we were playing tennis back in the early 70s, maybe even in the 60s. I don't want to give my age away. I will give your age away. <laughs> no, I, you know, but we were certainly out there on the tennis courts at two, three, four, five years old. So we really could have been the, 
the the Williams sisters before before it was in vogue. Well, that's true. And we had a father who taught tennis and wanted for us to be exceptional tennis players, not necessarily professional tennis players, right? He had a whole different philosophy about life, which probably goes, speaks somewhat into why some of the things that we've thought about doing, we actually haven't done, right? Why we procrastinate. It's our father's <laughs> fault. I'm not, I'm not blaming it on fathers. Because I'm not, peace, I am, but it's all his fault. I'm not, I'm not going there. <laughs> I will not go there. It is not my belief that anyone else has impact on what we what we actually ultimately do or don't do. But certainly, there's some influence there, um, and some of that life philosophy about what you aspire to. And the, the really interesting thing about this, and as we sat and came up with the concept for this, for life, lemons, and lemon drops, was that I have always felt, I don't know if you felt this, but I have always felt that my life was to be bigger than I was living. And there have been things that have stopped me internal things, whether it's fear, procrastination, you know, that, that feeling that I don't have, I'm not good enough. I don't, I'm not smart enough. I don't have the right bona fides for something. And, you know, it turns out that all of that's just BS, right? And that it's, it's sort of the Wizard of Oz um, or the good witch, what is it, Glinda, the good witch to Dorothy. It's, it's been within you all the time. And it's always been here. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's interesting because you, you brought up some of the ideas that we had back in the day. And I remember, I, I want to say it was a Super Bowl Sunday. Like in, I don't know, 1980 or something, 81 or something like that. And we just wrote down like all of these ideas. You remember we were going to do a closed call? Does yeah. that sound familiar? Yes. We were going to be personal call. shoppers yes. for people. Yes. <laughs> a closed call, C-L-O-T-H-E-S. Yes, I remember that. Call. So people were going to call us and they were gonna, we were going to like this is how you should dress for success or whatever. And <laughs> I don't know why we not, you know, we're not fashion designers. We're not, we're I don't not even, even like to shop. I don't even like to shop, which is the really interesting thing about, which is probably. But it was a need. There was a need. There was a need. There still is a need. And other people have moved that need that filled that need. Okay. Right? And therein lies our problem. <laughs> other people fill the need that we had the idea for first. But, you know, but it's okay. I but I think you have, there's something in what you just said. I'm not a shopper. I've never been a shopper. I, I don't particularly care yeah, me about either. shopping. And Unless I'm so, shopping for wine. I'm, I'm a pretty good wine shopper. Well, wine is a good thing. And, but <laughs> we came up with lots of ideas that, weren't that we saw a need for, but were not necessarily things we were super passionate about, right? Yeah. Like, really interested in on a personal level. And one of the things I 
think I have discovered over the course of the, you know, many years since some of those ideas is that the, the things that I have followed through with have been things that I've been really passionate about. And those mm -hmm. things that I haven't been passionate about are the things that have fallen by the wayside. So, you know, I don't, I don't kick myself and I'm, I don't think you do either, but I'll let you speak for yourself. I don't kick myself really about those things. Um, but it's nice to know that one of the things I have been passionate about is finding an opportunity to work with you. I think you're a pretty cool chick. Um, I don't oh. necessarily follow you as you go Greer on the go, but uh, <laughs> you can follow me virtually. You don't necessarily have to go, but yeah. Instagram Greer hashtag Greer on the go. So, you know, it's, it is following through with those things that, that we are passionate about. I think that matters. And, and as we explore over the course of, you know, doing this show, the important thing that I want to impress upon our audience is that whatever obstacles, you know, come in your way, that it, you take what you're given and make the best of it and keep moving on, right? Yeah. Don't spend a lot of time, you know, kicking yourself about what you didn't do. Focus on the things that you do and make the best of it. And hence the lemon drops. Well, along those lines, you know, not only taking you know, what you're given or the opportunity, you're going to get kicked down. And I think if, if 2020, if this year doesn't teach us anything, mm. right, it is that bad things can happen, bad things will happen, things come out of the blue, best laid plans, the whole, the whole nine yards. Um, you know, I started this year on a, on a particular path and trajectory mm -hmm. and was building some momentum in a particular direction. Um, with my child having gone away to college and, you know, and I've been waiting for this and building up for this year, uh, you know, the year that Greer was going to really be on the go and I'm back out there and back in the game. And, and you know, I, I, I can't even describe, I, you know, I'm sure most people feel this way, but just, I mean, you talk about lemons. I mean, it's more like, I don't know, limes. Sour lines. It's a whole lemons. orchard, right? It's not just it's a, a lemon or two. It's a whole <laughs> lemon orchard. Oh my gosh. And, and then it just keeps coming and coming and coming. And then you've got to, you know, get, put, put, just figure out a way to get your bearings so that you can start to get back on a path, right? Right. right. And I, certainly for me, you know, I moved at the beginning of the year, and then a, a month later, I had to move again. And for anybody who's ever moved, most people don't like it. Right. <laughs> There's a reason that people pay professional movers thousands and tens of thousands of dollars to move them. It is not fun. And that, you know, the circumstances that led to my needing to move, um, you know, whether it's in, in 
you know, a lot of people have experienced job loss, you know, this year and any year. Um, I didn't lose a job this year, but I certainly have in the past. So whether it's job loss, moving, um, you know, your empty nest becoming full again, uh, health issues, uh, hopefully, you know, you don't have coronavirus, but, you know, it could be that, it could be something else. All these things, those are lemons, right? Those yeah. are the things that are just, you know, un, unwelcome, um, un, sometimes unplanned for. Sometimes you plan for them or you, you know, you might be able to anticipate. But what do you do when all of a sudden this stuff, this sourness is, to, to use a metaphor, is just dumped in your lap and you've got to find your wits about you right. and figure out how to pull it together and move forward, get back on track, back on, on, on your path, and then do what you got to do. So, and, yeah. and you're right, this year, 2020, has be, definitely been one for the ages as it relates to that. I think for most people, it, it, when they look at the course of their lifetime, so, you know, I feel blessed um, to say that for me, it's more about what I see happening to other people that's a challenge than for me directly. I feel blessed that my life, I, that I'm at a point in my life and have set things up in such a way that I don't feel particularly directly impacted. I'm not wild about you know, being asked to stay home. I'm not super excited about, you know, putting on the face mask, but it's just one of those things that is a part of where we are right now. Do you right? see those things are lemons for you? Those are, those are lemonade. That's lemonade for me. That's I, lemonade rather than a lemon home. drop, right? Well, I, I got to stay home. So for me, it's like, oh, thank goodness. I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything because nobody's doing anything. I got to put on a face mask. I'm like, that's good because I haven't got my nails done, haven't got my hair done, haven't, you know, it's like, I just have so much going on. I look tired. I look, you know, as, my, as our, our late cousin would say, I look dry. You know, he, he was like, girl, you look dry. That's how I feel. So being able to hide behind a mask, stay at home, Pull, you know, close the curtains and, you know, watch MSNBC but I work all from day. Home. I've been working for home, from home for two, almost two years now. So, yeah. you know, for me, it just isn't that much difference. And I, and I see it being a struggle for a lot of people. And I, and I, and I get it. I get it. Absolutely. Because it is that things are going along one way and then all of a sudden you're knocked off course. And you have to be able to pivot. Uh, it is kind of the buzzword right now. You need pivot. to pivot. You need to. <laughs> you need I to can't pivot. hear the word pivot when I'm thinking of, of Ross Geller. <laughs> you have to figure out what to do next, how to pick up and move on. And so many people have had to struggle with having to work from home, having children at home that need to have school, right? They're, they're being homeschooled by people who don't feel equipped to teach them while they are trying to work from home. And so 
it, it is this constant, you know, 2020, yes, is really kind of in our face, but in reality, in life, right? In reality, it's always that way. It just maybe doesn't come at us with a fire hose the way it has this year. So it's 2020 is like New York. If you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. If I can get through this year, you know, relatively unscathed, you know, I will consider myself, uh, you know, very fortunate. You know, I will say, um, I yeah, my during my in my day job. So you know, whether doing the podcasting and blogging and writing and some of the other pursuits that I have, those are the things. Those are my outlets, and those are the things that I'm you know working to make my my full time uh, vocation. But um, but in my day job, I do well. One, I work with very low income people. And, you know, and I, 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 I sort of kid with, you know, with a lot of the coronavirus talk. The reality is, yes, it is a very, well, not only is it a very serious disease, right. so I don't, really don't want to minimize that, but the impacts are huge. Yes, <clears throat> yes. And certain um, populations are disproportionately impacted. And it is really real. It isn't as simple as, you know, a couple of women saying, you know, well, you know, turn life in the limit, turn lemons in the lemonade. No. Right. You know, it, right. it really is a, a, a big deal. Um, lo- whether it's losing your job, the threat of, of homelessness, right? The, the uh, moratorium on eviction has expired or, and or is expiring in different places around the country. So just the, the, the threat of that, the stress of that, knowing that in the back of your head is a very real thing. Um, and then I work with, you know, I, you know, I do communications, but the, the people that I work with who are working from home, and we are very fortunate, a lot of us have the ability to work from home, it isn't easy. And I, like I said, for me, because I've had so much turmoil in my personal life, I'm like, oh gosh, at least I've gotten to work from home and be home and hide out at home and, and, and close the curtains. But for a lot of people, that's that isolation, the social isolation, right. the feelings of being, you know, being disconnected from your friends and just other you know, humans, frankly. Or like you said, if you're homeschooling, and you're not a teacher, right. I think, and I know some people who are teachers who are having to homeschool their own children, and it is no pick. Well, well, it and, is, it, and it's different, <laughs> right? The, the, the relationship of teaching something to your own kids seems to always be different than when someone else is doing it. Yeah. So it's been many years since I had a child who was in school, and it particularly in the early years of schooling. And I'm sure you've had this experience where you send your child off to spend the day with someone else and they bring them back and they talk about what a wonderful angel they were all day. And you're like, who's what child are we talking about? So I get understand. (laughs) (laughs) So I get understand how 
it would be a challenge even for teachers teaching their own kids because yeah. there's just something different about that. And, you know, I want to go back to something you said. I certainly hope that, you know, we wouldn't have any listener who would interpret anything we're saying as making light of whether it's coronavirus, you know, the, the racial unrest that's happening currently or anything else. Through the course of this, the, the point of the show is that stuff happens, right? Life just comes sometimes and smacks you upside the head. We happen to have a, it's a collective smacking upside the head right now. It's kind of a global thing rather than individually. A global smackdown. It's a global smackdown. <laughs> rather than individually or you know maybe your family. So again, for me, I get it. For a lot of people, this is the worst thing that has happened to them or maybe ever will happen to them. Um, for me, the, the worst thing that ever happened to me happened almost exactly 15 years ago when I lost my son uh, suddenly uh, as, a re as the result of a car accident. And so when I think of the concept of life and lemons and the things that happen to us, the things that we create sometimes, it is th that unless we are not here, unless we're dead, in which case it kind of doesn't matter to us as the person, right, as the deceased, it always matters to other people. It always matters, the, the ripple effects and how things move out matters to other people. And I just feel like we have to pick up and move on. And in the days after, um, it was a couple of days after my son passed away, I was watching Phil, Dr. Phil, not a Dr. Phil fan, wasn't intentionally seeking him out, but it, he was on TV and he happened to have an episode on talking to mothers who had lost their children. So I see it sort of as divine appointment. It was, you know, I guess it was meant for me to see that episode. And he made a comment to them about the choices they were making and how they were living their lives after their children had passed because what what they were choosing to do wasn't honoring the life of their children. They were, I think, at least in his mind. Since, they were like moping around? Well, since a lot of time party. had passed. Well, I think in some respect, that's the way he was interpreting it. And it was too fresh for me to say, you know, dude, one, he's never had that experience right? Which is one of those things we have to keep in mind. If you've never had an experience while you may be able to empathize, you don't really get what someone's going through. And, but my thought in that moment was, I didn't want to find myself at some point in the future. I wasn't worried about those days, but at some point in the future, living a life that did not honor and recognize that my son had been here 
right? And so it's, it's easy, regardless of what happens, coronavirus, you know, the death of a parent, a child, a, a spouse, whomever, a best friend or a good friend even, you know, to turn to destructive behaviors or, or even relationships where someone didn't die, but the, the, the demise of a relationship, to turn to destructive behaviors instead of stopping and trying to figure out what, how can you pick up and move forward? And so it's, you know, I'm not a doctor. You're not a doctor. This is not meant as therapy, not telling people what to do or not to do in terms of whether you should take medication or see someone. But there comes a point in time, regardless of what happens in your life, where you have to ask the question, how do I pick up and, and move on? How do I make the best of whatever has happened or is happening so that I can move forward? And that's what I got from that episode. He may have been saying something altogether different. I don't know. It doesn't really well, matter. It worked. It worked well. What it, whatever he said worked for me. And yeah. um, because I easily could have found myself in a bottle, um, you know, th because that's what happens to a lot of people, right? They don't know how to deal with what they're going th to through and some sort of substance becomes the path forward. And I'm just here to say that that doesn't have to be the outcome. Yeah. And it's usually not the path forward. It's the path of least resistance, right? It's the, it's the thing that you do so that you don't, it deadens the pain so it's, that you don't have yes. to deal with it. And in the moment, but eventually yeah, you still ultimately, do. Ultimately you, you still do. Yes. Yeah. Or hopefully you will ultimately have to, you know, that you're still around. That you're and, around, yes. That, yeah. yeah, and that's a good point. That you, you know, as, as I was starting to, to uh, prep for this today, you know, I was reminded of, you remember the, I couldn't find it online. I'm sure it's there somewhere. But it's like, you may be depressed if, you know, and you have this checklist of things. It's like if you've lost a job or had a divorce or mm. moved or, you know, whatever. And there's this checklist of things. And if you've done, you know, if you could check one of these off, you may be depressed. Well, I look up and I'm like, well, I've checked all of them off four times in the last three years, right? So it's like, am I, am, am I supposed to be depressed or, you know, what's wrong with me that I'm not more down? And, you know, I, I, there's something to be said, with, well, with one, what I do. I'm not recommending this, but it works for me. One, compartmentalize it, right? Which helps you get through the moment without the substances and all of that. But, you know, compartmentalize and, you know, that helps you with the one step forward at some point. And then, um, you know, perspective. I, I, I will say um, I have... Years ago, you know, a few, five, six, seven years ago, I remember reading 
you know, when you think you're having a bad day or when you're struggling to get through something, you know, think, remind yourself of what your worst day is. You know, as mm. they say, God right. won't give you things, anything you can't handle. Well, I, I, okay, he hasn't so far. I guess I'm still here. But there are some things, it was like, I really had a hard time handling that one, God. However, I do think back to, you know, what was the worst day of your life? I'd say the worst day of my life was the day that your son passed away, right? right. And having had been there and been with you and had that entire experience in real time, it was traumatic. It's a trauma that, that you know, that I still deal with. Right. Um, I'm, you know, it doesn't paralyze me. It probably did in the early days. Um, I don't think it did in the immediate aftermath because I think I was just in a... And on autopilot. Right? On autopilot. There were just right? things just that had to be state. done. Right. And you're running on adrenaline and you just do what you need to do. Then a time comes where, you, you know, maybe those are the stages of grief or whatever, denial and acceptance and, right. you know, and all that. Um, but when I think of that day and all, or that period, I won't even say that day, because it was a, you know, we were out of town. So it required traveling and phone calls and funerals. And I mean, there were a lot of elements to that. But it's like, you know, Greer, if you could get through that, you know, being, well, I was going to say being stood up for a date wouldn't be, you know, that bad, but I've never been stood up for a date. So I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to use that. As well, congratulations to you. <laughs> I have. You know. um, Thankfully, but, you know, I have. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, certainly it's, but seriously, if I could, it's like, if you could get through this and this is like a, this is like real, for real, for real, right? Right, right. You know, your, your boss upsetting you or, you know, uh, one of your girlfriends canceling, you know, on a outing or, you know, even your son, right? My son, love him dearly. But, you know, we've, we've had some, you know, talk about having to homeschool. I did not anticipate homeschooling would be bad enough, but homeschooling a college student, I'm like, dude, I don't know. I think I didn't pass that class. How are you going to ask me to come back and help you with some, you know, with trigonometry? Or, I don't even know. He's got some math. I'm like, I don't even know what that symbol is. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't, I didn't make it to that level of math. Well, so he has an why, aunt that can help him. So you've well, oh, always yeah, well, got some place to send him. But then that's what frustrates me because he won't call you. I'm like, call Whitney and ask her to help you. She's got a degree in math. Ask her to help you with math. Meanwhile, he's like, well, no, I mean, I, I got to see, you know, that's, 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 a C is for cool. No, a C <laughs> is not for cool. You know, get some help. But him showing up because of coronavirus you know it's like oh we're gonna send him home for an extra week at spring break and here we are what was that that was march april may june we're in july he's still here <laughs> and it's like dude clean your clean up make my dinner empty the trash i don't know do something earn your keep bless his heart 
I'll just say bless his heart. He's but, a sweetie. He is a sweetie. He is a, he is a sweet kid, but I tell you, it's, you know, it, it allows me to put that kind of stuff in perspective, right? Right. right. That it's like as upset as I am that, you know, the toilet seat is up again after, you know, 19 years. It's like, you know, really, really Greer, is that, that's the hill you're going to die on? And, and, like, and I think that's a good point. You know, you're, you're talking, well, I guess you should finish. You were talking through kind of your process for getting from something that's a challenge to the other side. I mean, it really, like I said, I mean, it really is. And it isn't like everything has to compare to the worst possible thing. Right. I don't mean right. it that way. But it's a career. You, you really can handle this. This is not. You know, in the grand scheme of, of you know, lemons or citrus fruit, it's like, <laughs> you know, we've got lemons over here. Maybe this is more of an orange. You know, it's just not, it's just not that big of a deal. And put it in perspective, compartmentalize, and then deal with things in bite-sized pieces. Deal right. with it, you know, deal with things as they come. And do, manage what you can, as you can, when you can. Um, I am really a big proponent of making lists. Some people do it better than I do. They're color-coded and they're all that. Now, I make the list. My problem, because I procrastinate, I never go back and look at the list. <laughs> I don't know. I never do what's on the list. But the act of making the list makes it real, right, in my right. head. It actually implants it in my head that there are things that need to be done and helps me get a perspective of how big my task is. Right. I think you and I are not very different. I, I, we do. are so different. Well, we oh are God. different. We are very different, but we are not so very different. <laughs> so in, in this respect, in terms of, you know, looking at being someone who will look at things in perspective, taking bite-sized chunks, trying to do first things first to, I, I probably wouldn't have called it compartmentalizing, but as you were talking, I think that is something that I do. I, one of the things that I would add to that is gratitude and just being really grateful for what is. And I think that comes from the perspective piece, right? And, and, and looking at things. And I, I think I actually do compare things to the worst time of my life, not just the worst mm -hmm. day, but it, that worst period of my life, which in some respects continues because there are, there are things that continue out of that that just are a part of my life now. But I can also compartmentalize it down to that day, the week that followed, the couple of months that followed, and how things have evolved over time since then in the perspective isn't always about comparing to the event or that time. Sometimes the perspective is from the other side, which is, is moving through it. Right. And, and the, the 
willingness to take the time to figure out what the steps are, you know, what I'm grateful about and how I can move forward. So the other things that have been a part of my life that I would say are, you know, lemons to, to stick with our metaphor, you know, is losing love, having relationships that don't work out, but being able to stop and say, okay, that didn't work out. And good riddance. There is some of that. Absolutely. But it didn't work out because in the moment you're not thinking good riddance, right? In the moment you're heartbroken, but you can get to a point where if you will ask the questions, if you will take the time to be grateful for what you got out of the experience, if you can take the time to have some perspective about it. Is this an audio thing or a video thing? Because my face right now, <laughs> it's like, I'm glad nobody's playing poker with me because they'd be taking all my money. You don't, I'm you sorry. don't, you, you, Go on. No, you no. don't, you don't like perspective about broken loves. What, 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 what's going on with you? What's, what's, <laughs> what's, what's the turmoil inside of you? Dr. Whitney is listening. Go no, on. all I have to say on, on that. Well, I got plenty to say on that. I'm not going to say it right now, but. No, the, we've got lots one, of episodes to talk about. We, yeah, we got plenty of time to talk about that. But the, the thing that sticks in my head is anyone worth crying over wouldn't make you cry in the first place. And that has been. That's nice in theory. Yeah, but that guiding philosophy. That because principle. I'm sure somebody has cried over you, and I don't think you would see yourself as someone who wasn't worth crying over. Nobody's ever cried over me. I don't believe that. Because I'm I, still friends with all of them. I could, okay. <laughs> I, could name a couple, I could name a couple of people I know cried over you. Aww. Probably still crying over you. Who are they? And are they I'm not going to, I will <laughs> not. <laughs> you will not get me to say that out loud. Are they still single or rather are they single again? <laughs> oh my God. No, I get your point in theory, but things, you know, relationships run their natural course, right? Yeah. And it's not always that a relationship didn't work out because someone was some sort of horrid person or that they necessarily did something bad to you. Maybe it just they wasn't. They are and it. they did. It was okay. <laughs> you can hold on to that. <laughs> I'm choosing to let go. <laughs> wow. wow. No, see, you didn't, you, you didn't tell me that we were going to be talking about relationships. We're talking about life. <laughs> That's life. Yeah. Okay. So with that, so yes. So this is what this is going to this is what this is going to be this is life we'll be talking the challenges of life the lemons right those obstacles those challenges the things that make you go hmm and then what you do with those things the lemon drops 
the lemonade for those of you who are not adult beverage imbibers. And lemon drops for me. <laughs> now, it really, this is, um, as I talked, I, I, we talk about comparing things to the, to the worst day of your life or the worst time in your life. And one of those, it, it, it reminds me, you know, I'm a stickler for good customer service. That yeah. is one of my pet peeves is bad service. <clears throat> and then when you have people that say things like, well, it was just blah, blah, blah. You know, people always say McDonald's. I don't want to pile on McDonald's. Besides, I don't eat it. So um, I'm trying it. It was just five guys. <laughs> you know, why are you complaining? Or, you know, and it's like, because it's still supposed to be what it's supposed to be, right? Yes. It isn't, you know, they don't say, their commercials don't say, you know, McDonald's, have it your way on days that, or is that McDonald's, that Burger King? <laughs> but it isn't, have it your way, you know, when we feel like maybe thinking about giving it to you your way, that's not what I'm paying for. That's not the expectation. So I'm not comparing you know, McDonald's or my uh, Five Guys experience to the French Laundry or whatever, right? It's like, I'm not comparing it to the best absolute thing that I've ever had. Right, right. Or, you know, I'm comparing it to what it should be. So usually as I'm, I mean, I don't, I don't go through life comparing everything to, you know, the day that they were passed away. But in the back of my mind, I know how strong I am. And, and I think that's more right. I think that's more the issue, right? Yeah. Is not the comparison of the event, yeah. but the comparison of the result of you or who you became because of the event or those whatever the the time. It is the comparison of you and whether or not the you you've become because of those things can handle what's in front of you right now. I, I, I think that's an excellent, an excellent um, way to frame that or frame this. Yep. I like it. Yep. So, like you it. know, so it's like, are you eating a, <laughs> so it's like, what, what, what could this be? You know, you have a lemon. It could be lemonade. It could be lemon. It could be more sour. It could be sweet. You could add sugar. You could add. It syrup. could be you lemon meringue pie. It could be a pie. It could be lemon. <laughs> you can do all kinds of things with it, and you know, and you know what you're capable of. Right. You've got to shore that shore up those resources in the moment, and we don't always have access to our full menu of resources. Right. I mean, there are some times that it's like one more thing would send me over the edge. I can't, I really can't, God, not today. I can't take that one more thing. And then there are days where it's like, you know what, I could bring it. You know what, bring it. Mm. Because I know what I'm capable of. So in processing change and in processing uh, crises, you know, think of, think of your, your capabilities, or I think of my capabilities. I think of my 
uh, resources and how much resources I want to put towards something. Usually the biggest is, is time or money, right? It's usually one of those two, but it can be energy, it can be effort, it can be a whole bunch of things. And then, and then come up with a plan and then methodically walk through that plan. And that ultimately is how I get from wherever I am to wherever I need to go. So as an example, when Donovan came home from school for spring, for spring break, and then the next thing I know, and the next thing I know, the school is like, "Oh yeah, we're not going to be returning uh, next, you know, next week after spring break. We're actually doing distance learning for the rest of the school year." Well, I had just moved in to a a, 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 a new place that was an in-law, basically an in-law unit in somebody's home. Right, because it's like, oh, this is so cute, and it gives me just what I need, and it's downsized because I'm going to be on the go and all this stuff. And I look up, and it's like, oh, not only, you know, can your child not live here with you, you know, but it's like, and I can, and then I'm on house arrest. What do they call it? Um, shelter in place. Shelter in place. Right, we're quarantined. So we got to be, so I'm stuck inside somebody else's home without my child who's couch surfing after, you know, I don't know, a month of that, or weeks, a few weeks of that. I was like, well, this is not going to work. This is untenable. I'm going to have to move. That wasn't my plan. It wasn't what I wanted to do. And I had just finished paying, <laughs> right, for, and, and, and literally, it took me two months to move out of the previous place. I finally got settled. I got there because I, I fell. Remember, I fell and busted up my arm right. in the middle of moving. And just all these things happened. But I powered through. I get to the end. I moved in, effective, like, full-time March 1st. March, I don't know, 15th, 12th or something. He's back home. And then by mid-April, I'm like, well, this isn't going to work. I've got to move again, but I had a lease. Well, I can't break a lease. So now I had to pay. So I've already paid double rent on the front end. I had to pay double rent on the back end. You know, the, the financial stress and strain, the, the time, the effort, the packing, the move, all of that was, you know, it was just, it was too much. But what do you do? You're like, well, you know what, Greer, you move once, you move twice. Do I want to do it? No. Is it fair that I have to do it? No. Will belly aching about it stop me from having to do it? No. So what are you going to do? You're going to suck it up, do it. Literally sucked it up, did it, paid double rent. It cost me a boatload of money. Then look, I've moved now. <laughs> I've moved. And it's I'm better. Like, Look at this. I'm like, I've got boxes everywhere. And it's better so, than it was. You know, but it, it, this is, it is what it is. You know, and now it's over. Right? It's right. like, okay, I've moved. Right. As much as I didn't want to do it, you know, that lemon is now lemonade. And then when, after five o'clock this evening, it just might be a lemon drop. Well, 
with that, I think we will wrap up this episode. I, I, I think you have shared so many good nuggets, Greer, you know, talking about perspective and taking the time to find, you know, to, to think through what you're going through, to come up with a plan and to take action one step at a time to to make really the comparison not of events to events but to who you are in the strength that you bring to each situation and not only that but to explore what your resources are and really tap into what you have and if you find yourself falling short not being afraid, you didn't say this, but not being afraid to reach out and ask for help, right? You know, that, let me just let me just interject this on on that on that note. Your resources, and this is advice. I don't normally, you know, give advice because, like you said, we're not doctors, right? But your resources should be increasing with each. You should be getting, theoretically, you'd be getting stronger. As right. I say, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So you're getting stronger. And wiser. And wiser. So you're not making the same mistakes, theoretically, or certainly not the same dumb mistakes. Um, but you're, you're getting stronger. You're getting wiser. You're moving forward. But your resources, you know, presumably as you get older, you're making more money, you're better with, you make more money, you have a higher income, you have um, uh, more, I, I should say higher income potential, right? You have more work experience, you have more life experience, um, you've got more friends, you've got friends that are better situated, you've got, you know, the things that you, that you might turn to or reach out to or grasp as resources should be getting should be increasing right in other words you ought not be burning your bridges that right. really is the the essence of what i'm saying so if you find yourself having whatever kind of a crisis you go to someone or do a thing to get through that moment and then you don't take care of it like you were supposed to right you're you the next time around that resource may not be there for you right which is obviously not wise so you know if you got to borrow money as an example make sure you pay it back pay it back pay it with interest pay it on time if you've got a you know if you need people to come help you move you know <laughs> help help you pack boxes because your arm is busted up make sure you feed them pay them, you know, give them, you know, give them, uh, uh, let them take a dip in the pool, whatever it is that you've got to do to make it, to, to shore up that resource. Right. No, that, those are, those are good points. And um, certainly appreciate your sharing that your experiences, particularly this year, right? Because this, this is so fresh and we're still in the midst of it. And you having not only dealing with the natural outcomes of the coronavirus, but 
some other things that had to be piled on top of it in your personal life to juggle. Um, just appreciate you sharing that with us. And so, you know, as we wrap up, I just want to reiterate that the opportunities for, for you to grow in every situation is there. And it is a function most directly of your willingness to stop and ask some questions, right? What, what can I learn from this? What is there? What is the positive that is in this? Not to negate what is happening is happening, but that what is there that's positive in this that you can take forward that helps you become who you're going to become because of the situation. And, and I, yeah, I just think that's a, a really good point that you'd made earlier that it is about who you become because of these things, not just that you get through them, but the person that you become, the stronger person, the wiser person, the more grateful person, giving person, the person who's more open with perspective, all of those things that are possibilities that we take the time to ask the questions that help us tap into that. So I just want to say um, thank you for coming and being a part of this first episode of Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops. We've got a lot of great episodes coming up, topic, top, <laughs> touching on um, all kinds of topics about life, things that are happening in the news. Um, we'll be bringing in experts and thought leaders to share their thoughts and uh, resources, in fact, that will help you in navigating the challenges that come with life. So Greer, you have any final words before we go? Um, just a couple of things about both of my sisters, actually. We probably at some point should get Anita to come in here Absolutely. and talk about clo a, a closed call, right? Because she does like to shop. She does like to shop. We can, we can let her do the shopping. We can let her do the shopping. Um, excuse me, and, and, and obviously she's gone through things in her life as well exactly. um, that she may or may not want to talk about, so I won't say anything further. Um, I, I thank you for being um, that, that uh, okay, guiding light is probably putting a little much on it. I don't, I don't want to think so. Don't you don't, so. you don't, you don't think that. No, I think guiding light is perfect. <laughs> But no, as a, as a big sister, you've been um, an incredible resource to me and an inspiration. So I'm looking forward to uh, watching this, this podcast unfold and, and just seeing how both of us grow, right? Because this is really about growth and about Absolutely. who you can become, what your lemon drop sort of looks like. And um, so I just thank you for, for uh, being on this ride with me. Thank you. Thank you. That's sweet. I, you are an inspiration to me as well. I, I think I probably don't say that as much as I could. Um, usually it's little sister to big sister, younger sister to older sister sort of thing. But um, you are an inspiration as well. Your, your spirit 
your free spirit and, um, you know, just the way you approach life has always been an inspiration. And I appreciate and love you for that. And with that, thank you. And to you, our listener, thank you for joining us. We look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Take care. Ciao. Thanks for joining us for Life, Lemons, and Lemon Drops. If you like our show, please share with your friends. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on whatever platform you listen to this podcast. Your questions, comments, and feedback are welcome. You can find out more about us at lifelemonslemondrops.com. 